Hey y'all, welcome to Grace, Grind, and Growth, the podcast. I am Deja Woodard, the host, and I'm so excited. I actually don't really have a reason to be excited. I'm just excited because, you know, I have no complaints. Like, I'm chilling. Um, This has been technically my first week of summer, like, just chilling since classes ended. Um, And I've really just been working a lot and trying to figure out how I want my summer to go and think about stuff that I want to accomplish this summer, what I want to learn. This is actually the first summer that I'm not taking classes since I've started college. So I'm even though I'm still busy, I'm very excited about that um, because I'm the type of person, like, I don't need classes just to get stuff done. So I still have, like, stuff that I want to learn and um, things that I want to do and experiences that I want to try before um, we get back from summer. And, of course, travel. I definitely want to travel to a couple places and see a couple things, visit some friends, some family, and, I don't know, have my good experiences. But my main two goals for this summer are really just to work and have fun. And have having fun consists of a lot of different things. But, you know, it's important to work, too, because, you know, things cost money. School costs money. Living, co- living costs money. Rent, groceries, all that stuff. Anywho, I'm trying to learn how to adult. That's what I say a lot. Um, I'm trying to learn how to adult this summer. Um, as far as, like, paying rent, budgeting... Um, all the stuff that I basically talk about on my podcast, you know, I apply it to myself a lot. But I'm excited. So um, on this episode, this is episode eight. I'm surprised. Like, I'm shocked to say that. Not surprised because when I decide I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. But I don't know. I can't believe it's episode eight already. Um, This is episode eight. And this episode is going to be about the people that you choose in your relationships um, not romantically, it could be applied romantically or so I suspect, but just about, um, the nature of your relationships and the health of them, um, between family and friends that could be romantic, like I said, or even towards yourself. Um, it's something that I've been paying more attention to or trying to be more cognizant of and, um, apply to my daily life in situations. So, I hope that the stuff that I mentioned in this episode will really resonate with you and um, maybe it's something that you can relate to or have experienced, and hopefully it can help you a little bit, even if it's just one thing. I'll be fine with that. So I just want to say before I go ahead and get started that um, picking people is a choice. It's having a relationship or a friendship um, with someone or with a family member or a friend is a consistent choice that you wake up and make every day. You choose to continuously allow this person um, to be your friend or you consistently choose to reject someone from entering your space or your lifestyle and what have you, like into your personal environment and atmosphere. So I just want to emphasize that the things you do, the things you deal with, and the problems and benefits that come from friendships are pretty much up to you because you ultimately make the decision of who is your friend and who was not. And that determines a lot. Like people um, bring problems sometimes and people bring their own advantages and everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses. So what you allow is kind of going to set the tone for a lot of the relationships and friendships that you deal with. 
And I just really want to stress that. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Like, you have the power to change that if you want to. You have the power to improve it. You have the power to set the standard high. You have the power to improvise um, expectations when necessary. You have the power. Like, the power of your friendships and your environment and how good it is or how bad it is is completely up to you. So just make your decision wisely. Okay, so when dealing with people, you got to pick people who embody where you want to go. You can't make decisions off of where you've been because they're going to help you stay there. You can't make decisions off of what you're going through because that's not where you're trying to get to. You have to make decisions based off of where you want to go. So that basically just means that you need to be talking to people who have interests like you do. You need to be talking to people who share your values. You need to be talking to people who aspire to be in the environment that you can see yourself in and want to be in in the future. Because if you don't, you're going to kind of short yourself talking to people who aren't going to challenge you to do anything better. Um, And when I say relationships, just for the record, I'm talking about family, friends, romantic relationships or whatever. Um, All of this is under the term relationships for me in this episode. Um, But let's just, you know, go into that a little bit. So family relationships or familial um, relationships, um, family are the people that you're stuck with, right? Like for good, for bad, for better, for worse, whatever. They're the people who are not ever going anywhere. So that may be good, that may be bad, because I know like everybody comes from a different family background and dynamic. But the good news is that we're grown. You know, being in college, you get to make your own decisions. So if you like the way a certain relationship is going in your life with a family member um, or someone who is like family, then you can continue it. And if not, then you don't have to. You're not obligated to treat people um, who don't treat you well. Um, You're not obligated, excuse me, you're not obligated to reward them with your presence or continue to feed into them um, in their nonsense or to encourage them in their bad behavior like there's no point there's no benefit so why do it I will say that I think we all know that your family relationships kind of set the tone for a lot of your other relationships um so whether you see the way people treat each other in a positive light um that can play out in your own life just with the way that you treat other people and expect other people to treat you and the same with the reverse if people if you've only been exposed to people who treat each other poorly, then you kind of look for that and feed into that cycle, um, which is why it's very good to get exposure and see what's out there and see who um, lives what kind of relationships, um, who plays what kind of roles in certain dynamics and stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is that family relationships are things you cannot change. Regardless, you're still going to be um, sharing blood with someone else. Um, you're still going to have that shared history or like childhood or upbringing or whatever. Um, So it really is up to how you decide to deal with that. Whether you see those relationships as a blessing or as a curse, it's completely up to you. It's in your hands. The decision is yours. So what you do with that kind of sets the tone for how you navigate different relationships and situations. So do it positively because in the end, it'll benefit you. Now, as to picking your friends... Have standards that you want to consistently abide by because the last thing you want to do is be inconsistent in what you accept because that sends a very 
big message to other people that they can treat you any kind of way or do whatever when they decide to, and they can come back and they can't, um, they don't have to abide by any standards or rules or have any loyalty or respect to you. So with that being said, based off of experiences that you've had with your family, um, there are always things that you should ask yourselves when forming new friendships or uh, maybe searching for friends, although I don't really recommend searching for friends because I, I definitely believe that friendships should be organic. Like, if you search for something, you may find what you're looking for and then some. And that may not always be a good thing. So, um, I guess a few questions that I would ask myself or that I tend to ask myself is, what is working for me? Like, in the past, if I'm befriending somebody what has worked for me that I want to continue to do so that I can continue to try and create that, recreate that same result. So things that work for me are um, going to do what I like. I find that when I do what I like, I meet people who enjoy doing what I like too. So if I'm going on a hike somewhere and I meet somebody out hiking, like that's already something that we have um, a shared interest, if you will. It's already something that we have in common. So I know that if you like doing what I like doing, then it's just that simple. I'm not difficult, y'all. Like I've I don't know. I connect with people over simple stuff. Um, but you also have to ask yourself things like, um, what do you deem successful? Like everybody's definition of success is different. And success, to be honest, is a moving target. So right now at this point in time, what do you deem to be success? Is success like a monetary value? Is success um, being rich in experiences? Is it having a six-figure job with room to move around? Or is it being an entrepreneur and staying at home and creating your own schedule and dictating your own um, kind of benefits and making your own decisions and working for yourself? So once you define what that looks like to you, you can also, it'll kind of help you navigate ground where people can fit into your lives. It'll show you what you need, where the whole, not necessarily where the holes are, but it'll help you figure out what you want your friend to offer you. Um, because friendship should be mutual and it should be an even exchange. So um, I think something else that I always ask my friend, my, not my friends, y'all. Something else that I always ask myself when I'm, I guess, dealing with people or making friendships and forming them um, is, do I want this to be a short-term or a long-term thing? Like, because I, I do believe that everybody has a season. Um, some people's season is a lifetime. Or some people's season is like from the time they enter your life on, like forward. Um, I don't think every season has to have an exit. But I think that every every relationship has a short-term or long-term um, duration. So the difference is if, if something's short-term, you may not value it as much. If something's short-term, it's seasonal. It's not something that you necessarily invest your all into. But that doesn't mean that. It isn't a friendship. Um, but knowing whether something is long-term or short-term will help you navigate how to deal with certain situations. So when times get hard, you're not going to put your all into it because you know that, okay, this isn't something that I plan on um, building for a long amount of time. So it's not really a point into investing in it. Um, let me think. I don't know. I tend to look at my friendships as a business, and I know that's kind of weird, but I kind of tend to be business-oriented in the way I approach a lot of different situations. So when I say that, I mean, like, I'm looking at friendships like, okay, you know, I tend not to think 
upfront about all this stuff, but just like as I see how things go or um, as I get to know people more and more, I kind of think of it as like the job thing. Um, so like people apply, you know, you get accepted or you get denied. I wouldn't say I deny like people friendships or anything, but just like mentality wise, approach wise. Um, so either we're friends or we're not. Um, there is always, with me, I don't know why, there's always a probationary period. Like, there's a period between us being cool and me telling you my business. That is probably the longest period of any stage of my friendship that there is because that's just how I am. That's how my experiences have shaped me. That's just who Deja is today. <laughs> but, you know, there's, like, the opportunity to be promoted. Not formally, but you know, their degrees of friendship. Like, hey, this is my friend. We do homework together versus, hey, this is my friend. Um, I'm going to call you at 2 in the morning when the worst thing has happened that I can think of. Um, you're going to be that first phone call that I make. Obviously, those are two different types of friendships. Um, in addition to, like, applying, um, probation, being promoted, you can be terminated, you know, if a friendship isn't benefiting you, if something isn't going well, if... People can't just seem to communicate or figure stuff out or work together um, or even put differences aside because no two people are the same. So everybody isn't going to see eye to eye on every subject. So the disagreements will come. But if you can't get past that, then maybe the friendship isn't necessary or maybe it's just not worth having or maybe it's just not the season. Like I said, um, I think that this is a weird one. But sometimes I think that going back to the business approach to friendships, I think that we kind of neglect the fact that sometimes people just need to transfer offices, like relocate a little bit. Um, and when I say that, I mean like sometimes people are good at certain places, but not every place. So I have friends that I do certain things with, but I wouldn't take them into certain other environments because of the environment that they excel in, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. So if I have friends um, that just love to party, right, I'm, they're not going to be my friend that I go to first when I'm trying to do some work or get some stuff handled or make something shake, like, academically. Um, I don't know. I hope that makes sense, y'all. But I will say, if you can find, like, one good friend to do everything with, that is, for me, preferably, that is ideal. Um, I know some people prefer, like, really big friend groups. If that's your thing and everybody has their niche, like, you got this one friend in the group who does all the schoolwork and gets A's. You got this one friend in the group who knows absolutely everybody. You have another friend in the group who um, is, like, the planner and, like, gets everything planned out for everybody, um, coordinates everybody's schedules and, like, makes sure y'all meet up and stuff. Like, that's fine, too. You got to find what works for you and make that happen. Um, I think that's something that it took me a really long time to realize. Actually, I probably learned a lot of this this year. Um, I've learned kind of like the rights to relationships one-on-one, like the Bill of Rights, things people are allowed to do and not allowed to do, and um, obligations and expectations and stuff like that. So I'm just going to like run stuff off that I think of. Like people are allowed to grow. And on the flip side of that, they're allowed to be stagnant and you can't do it. Or I, per se, I'll use I statements in this and I can't do anything about that. 
um, people are allowed to change their mind or feel differently when things shift or when something happens. They're entitled to their opinions and to their feelings. People can and will do what they want and when they want, and they don't owe anybody an explanation, nor should they. I mean, if they choose to express to you why they decided to do something or why they decided not to do something, that's a bonus, but they're not required to. Um, People are allowed to have friends outside of each other. Y'all, I really be thinking it's weird. Like, I don't think I will ever really understand the whole concept of people only being able to have one best friend. And maybe that's just because I'm a floater. Like, when I feel the need to socialize, I'll socialize with whoever I feel like socializing with, like, that day or in that setting or during that situation or whatever. But don't get me wrong. I have a best friend, um, and we've been best friends since we were in kindergarten, and we've been best friends ever since. And no one can take her place, but... That doesn't mean I'm not allowed to have other friends or other best friends or other really good friends who hang out or, like, you know, like to do the stuff that I like to do. Um, people are allowed to do whatever they please. So make sure that your friendships aren't restrictive. Like, that's kind of unhealthy. If somebody don't want you to, like, be friends with somebody else, like, that doesn't make sense. Like, everybody, not everybody is grown, but, like, everybody is their own individual. Like, they're in charge of themselves. Um, last thing I can think of is that people are allowed to remove themselves, like whether that be, hopefully it's peacefully, but maybe not every person will leave someone else's life peacefully, or even if it's not leaving, but taking a break. Um, I know that for me, I'm an introvert. I'm a very social introvert. So when I'm around people, I love being around people. I love talking to people. I love having conversations and finding things out about people and learning about them. But when I get home, Deja wants to be by herself. Deja wants to turn on Netflix, watch some YouTube videos, listen to some podcasts, maybe journal a little bit. Like, I don't know. It's something about me being in my own space by myself, me being alone with my thoughts that just soothes me. Like, there's no other way to recharge for me. So if your friend is anything similar to that, like, Sometimes you just got to give them space. Like, I will tell my friends what I want them to know when I want them to know it, and I need them to be okay with that. Um, Let me think. I don't know. I guess I would say you have to choose people. Well, actually, you have to determine the purpose and the definition of a friend in your life. Like, what does that role entail? What are the expectations and responsibilities for somebody who wants to sign up? Um. Do you want your friends to challenge you? Do you want your friends to support you? Do you want your friends to just be entertaining? Do you want your friends to, I don't know, do you want your friends to expose you to different things? I think that is a very important question when you're deciding who you want to surround yourself with or what you want them to help you do. You also have to define clearly um, from the beginning what expectations you have for friendship. So when I say that, I mean, do you define a friend as someone you know, someone you sit next to in class, or do you define a friend as someone who will go to bat for you or someone who's loyal to you or someone that you can confide in? Because a lot of times I think that people throw the term friend around and then people tend to have these expectations for people who never really try to assume a position that they got put into. And that's not fair on either part. 
So it's very important to establish from the jump, like, hey, I call you my friend. Therefore, these are my expectations of you. Are you able to meet them? Yes. If yes, great. No. If no, okay, let's assess and let's act on that. What can we do about it? Because a lot of the times I think that when people, like, fall apart, not fall apart, but, like, have issues or difficulty in their relationships, they kind of tend to miscommunicate. And there's somewhere there's either a silent expectation or just a missed expectation that wasn't, the silent expectation didn't get met and now there's an issue. Um, And also, random fact about me, I don't think that friends can really fall out. Like, you can have a disagreement, but, like, if you're a friend, y'all are going to disagree. One, it's a given. Two, y'all, it's just something from y'all to bounce, for y'all to bounce back from. Like, I don't know if I believe that real friends can ever really go their separate ways. Like, I believe friends can grow apart, but, like, have falling outs to where it's like, oh, we're not friends anymore. Like, this was an issue. Like, this happened and it tore us apart or something. Like, I don't know if I believe that. Because to disagree with somebody is just, like, an expectation. Like, you're not going to get around that because it's human nature. But I just feel like real friends don't go anywhere. Like, no matter what happens, whether y'all disagree or y'all agree, y'all get over it, y'all get past it, and y'all continue the friendship. Um, One thing that I wish I always did, and I can honestly say that I didn't do, but I'm being more intentional about, is choosing my friends or my the people in my environment from a healthy place. And when I say healthy place, I mean like being in a good mindset. Like if you pick your friendships based off of, uh, I don't want to say a sick mentality, but like an unhealthy place. Like if you, it's like kind of how people refer to like rebound, like relationships and stuff. Like if you're hurt and you're think and you're making decisions um, off of this hurt place, then your decisions are only going to hurt you more. But if you're happy and you're making decisions from a happy, healthy, um, emotionally, physically, mentally healthy place, then your decisions are only going to further your happiness. And I think that it's really important to do that consistently because if you don't, then, you know, some of your decisions will start costing you and it's not going to be worth it. Um, And it's really important to want the best for yourself and act on that. Like people only see what you show them. So sometimes they may sign up for something that they didn't expect to get or maybe they'll sign up for more than they're willing to give, but it's really important to keep those lines of communication open um, and be honest about who you are and like what you expect um, from certain friendships. Like, is the friendship um, mutually beneficial? Are you shorting yourself by being in this relationship? Is someone else being shorted because you can't deliver on your end of the relationship? Um, I think that friendships are a constant process of reflection and adjustment like you're consistently assessing whether somebody's a good fit for their position you're constantly being evaluated you should constantly be saying hey like this is what I can do better as a friend to you because I realize that this is what you need and this is how these are some ways that you can help me better um, with these things that I'm trying to work on I think that real friends can check each other like if you see me not doing right and I know you know that this is where I want to go and I'm doing stuff that's not going to get me there, then let me know. Like, sometimes I think that, for me, only, I I will say that only real friends can, like, check me and I value it, value it enough to 
act on it or to actually listen to it or sit in it. Um, I actually went on this um, leadership experience for six days last week, and I learned how to, or at least, yeah, I can say I learned how to. I haven't done it yet, but I learned how to um, sit in stuff that makes you uncomfortable or to kind of like break it down and understand and get to the root of why things make you feel um, certain ways, why they evoke unpleasant feelings and the importance of getting to the bottom and to the root of it all. And I think that a lot of times when people take us to those places or they evoke these feelings that we don't want to deal with or that we don't really like to feel, um, we kind of look at them sideways and be like, oh, you're not a friend. Oh, you don't do that. But sometimes it's really just our friends checking us. And me personally, I need to get better about that um, and receiving feedback or, or even receiving compliments. Um, and that's what I meant when I said you treat people how to treat you. Because if you're always hard on yourself, then people are going to be hard on you. If you're always talking about how bad you are at this, then what are people going to do? They're going to talk about how bad you are at that. If you're so stubborn and all you do is complain, then people are going to tear you down for doing that. Like how you treat yourself sets the standard for how other people treat how ugh, goodness gracious, I cannot talk. How you treat yourself sets the standard for how other people will treat you too. So be kind to yourself, be gentle to yourself, be patient with yourself. Um treat yourself how you want people to treat you, not how you feel on your worst day. Like People see what you show them, like I keep saying. And I really think that's important. Like, I'm really trying to hit that home in case you can't tell. But the last thing I just want to drive home is that the only obligation of a person is to live their life until the day that they die. That's probably a quote. I don't know where it's from or who said it, but that is the only obligation that people have to abide by. Like, they don't have a choice. So you can make it a positive one, you can make it a negative one, but when you pick your people, do it wisely. Make it work in your favor. You got this. Thanks for listening, y'all. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Bye, y'all.